You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, and streaming live on Ustream, this is AfterBuzz TV for Glee. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest Glee news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, picking up where the show leaves off, and the buzz continues, it's After Buzz TV for Glee! Happy holiday, Gleeks out there. <laughs> I am Roxy Stryer, along with Billy Nellis. Hello. And Mia Smith. Hey. We're back. Happy holidays. We don't have Jesse in the booth tonight, but we do have the wonderful Phil. Hello, Phil. Hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this was a holiday episode that was... Not so cheerful. Uh, am I right? Am I wrong? I guess I, I need to be more positive going into this. And there were good parts. There were bad parts. Um, um, I th- what are we thinking? Yeah. I, I think it's going to be I think it's gonna be a really polarizing episode. Yeah. I think people are either really not going to be on board with it or, or they're going to be on board of the way. But it's not going to be so, sort of one where people just like. Yeah. Um, it's hot and cold. Yeah. Okay. I think it definitely they went with um, some stylistic choices that I think are going to worth probably through people a little bit. Yeah, but at least it was different. That's what I'll get. Yeah. It. it was not your average. It wasn't what I was expecting. Uh, but a- as far as that goes, if you had to say hot or cold, how are you feeling about it? I'm actually hot on it. I liked okay. I liked what they did with the Christmas special. I can't I can't choose hot or cold. Like I have to fall somewhere in the middle because there were parts that I really liked and there were a lot that kind of had me on my phone texting and not paying attention. And so I, I don't know. I can't. I think maybe because there was such a slow start to it, we really got a couple ballads at first and yeah. uh, picking up with Rory's song at the beginning oh. and uh, it was like depressing and even the people on the show were like this is is depressing why are we doing this and we went right into rachel barry's number that was really slow and yeah they uh, did do those two which is really weird because i actually downloaded the entire because they always put an entire like christmas cd out every for the past this year and the year before and there's always more songs than actually make the episode and so i know all the other songs that they recorded and it was very odd to me, the ones that made it into the episode, as opposed to the ones that were left to just on the CD, um, there were definitely some more upbeat songs that that weren't put into the show this week. Why do you think that was storyline? I mean, or? I don't know. I mean, the the the. I mean, having Roy sing "Blue Christmas," I understood that he's sad because he wasn't going home, so that song made sense. But it is a very, it's a sad song. When you when you have to script one of your characters saying that was one of the most depressing things I've ever seen, <laughs> then maybe you should think about the choice of what your audience is going to say yeah. watching the same song. I mean, it's yeah, very weird to definitely. script a character in your show 
bashing on a song that you've just made your entire audience watch for three minutes. It was very clear that they put the song in there and then they didn't want the audience to think that they thought it was good. So they had a character comment on the fact that it was depressing and right. slow. It was but it wasn't weird. Yeah, it wasn't even just that it was depressing. It was, yeah, it was weird. It was, it was staged like, very poorly. Yeah. This it was episode, just there. This episode was actually directed by Matthew Morrison. Right. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to blame it on him. He did nothing <laughs> with that scene. Rory stood there and didn't mm-hmm. do anything. There was no, there was nothing. There was nothing that happened in that song to make yeah. you enjoy it. There was, there was no life to it. It's there wasn't even just, emotion in his face, really. Yeah, it was yeah. very. It was just very strange direction and a very strange vision to present that song. I definitely agree. And I was going to say about uh, in his face, he's the least experienced actor mm-hmm. and the least experienced singer, especially as far as this show goes. So why are you going to place the one person who's new to the show mm-hmm. on a stage with no choreography? Uh, no expression, no, no nothing backing, to do, nothing. Nothing, no backing <laughs> by himself. He's not even swaying. He's awkwardly standing there. Yeah. And when every face in the audience is exhausted by it, and then Santana finally says it was the most depressing waste of her life song that she ever had. And I was like, well, well then why didn't they just Why didn't they it? make us watch it? Yeah, why, yeah. Did, why, why did I just watch this and then have them say it? Right. And then to, go, and then to go immediately into Rachel singing right. River, which is a, a beautiful song and actually is one of my favorite Christmas songs, but not an upbeat song in any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. And there was really no buffer musically in between the two of them. At least Rachel's had more uh, background. And there's something, there was something to visually look at. artistic something to look at. With Rory, I felt bad for the kid. It's like I did too. The kid yeah. that gets tomatoes thrown on the men's stage and gets booed <laughs> off. I was like, oh, and I, 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 I have such a hard time. Yeah, I, I feel like that was more of a of a, a contract thing than anything else. Like that's what it felt like. It felt like we promised this guy this amount of songs. But then why that song? It. You know, know, here's the thing though, is I've been reading that they want to extend him. So someone at Glee oh. likes him actually. And well, he's probably gonna be Twitter around like longer, longer than than the, they offered him when he won really? the reality show. People yeah. on Twitter like him? Yeah. I, when I when I look when I like search Glee as I watch it, a lot of people are like, Oh go Rory and go what's his name? Damien something? Damien McGindy. Yes. yes. Is that the actor's name, yes. Yeah. Like a lot of people like this guy, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. How are you guys feeling about him as a character? <sighs> Take or leave it. I don't. <laughs> Here's the thing. He's irrelevant Glee, to me. The, the universe of Glee is already so huge. There's already so many characters. I mean, you look this week. Emma and Emma hasn't been in a show for the past four weeks, except for like a, yeah. a glance of her. Yeah. Will I mean, of course, Matthew Morrison was directing, so that's obviously why there was very little bit with Will Schuster in the show himself because he was behind the scenes so much. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't involved this week at all. Sue was hardly involved. I'm like, there's so many people who I already care about. Right. I don't have the energy to care about this extra new character now. Agreed. I agree. <laughs> as far as uh, Will and Emma go, I know we have some news and gossip about that coming mm-hmm. though, so. Uh, we can wait for that, but let's talk a little bit about the Christmas special and uh, the black and white scenes and how we were feeling on and the songs during it. So, what do we think about my favorite line? I had to write this down between. Uh, oh, I think you between, tweeted it. What yeah, was I, it? I tweeted it, and Kurt comes out and says, "This is my best friend and holiday and roommate." So they were clearly making fun and poking at uh, network television. Mm-hmm. Were, it was great. It was it was actually until Finn and Puck showed up in that black and white segment when it was just Blaine and and um, Kurt and the two girls. It was a very spot on homage to like a 1950s Christmas special that mm-hmm. would have been hosted by Bing Crosby. 
or someone like that who would have been given an hour on NBC to bring his friends around and sing Christmas carols in some set of a house. Mm-hmm. It was spot on the way that they were acting. So it made sense that they wouldn't refer to them being gay because they were playing up this sort of 1950s yeah, feel and vibe. And actually, I'll, I know that there's a lot of people who did not like this part, but that's the part that saved the episode for me because yeah. I thought it was... It showed a sense of originality that Glee has never done before. Yeah. They really ventured outside of something that they haven't done. And if we look back at last year's Christmas special, they did the same thing as well. They spent a good chunk of the show reenacting The Grinch with Sue. Mm-hmm. So they've done these throwbacks to these Christmas things that we revere as good, um, which I would take hands down over the extraordinary Merry Christmas song that somebody wrote for this show, which I thought sounded like something that Pink would have thrown away if a producer brought it to her. Right. So wow. I, I, That's a perfect way to describe <laughs> it, too. I'm like, that, wow, that yeah, was really... Hit the nail on the spot head. Spot on. <laughs> so I, that really is what redeemed it for me. And I, I know we were all reading Twitter during the show, and I know that I'm probably in the minority, and some people did not like what they did with that black and white part, but I found it sort of daring in an artistic sense. Actually, yeah. on the contrary for me, um, well, at, at least in the beginning part that you mentioned before, I, I thought it was super cute. And they sang songs that I knew and was familiar with. And Favorite Things is one of my favorite songs. Like, it's on my... I have, like, a playlist of happy songs that make me smile, and that's one of them. And so I was I was delighted. Yeah. No, I, I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Honestly, at first, I was really into it. I think it might have been a little too long for my taste. It took up the majority of the episode. Well, the, the th- I, I agree with that. The thing for me is either the entire... I feel like it, the entire episode should have been done that way. Yes. Or a or, snippet. Or very, yes. like, two Agreed. songs. But it was hard for me to switch between not doing that to doing that mm-hmm. to not doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think that's what threw me off most about this episode was I didn't have enough time to fully get into anything or if or I had too much time and I was like eh, what is this where I, it was almost like well I would have rather that oh no wait I'm not really sure so I, I did like the black and white and I thought that it was uh different and artistic and I enjoyed it but I don't think it worked in this episode the way they placed it yeah. Yeah. Uh, my, again, my favorite part of the the black and white was just the beginning. Uh, I thought the Cheerios were cool. Whatever, it was great. Finn and Puck were just awkward, and Rory again was awkward. Yeah. The the him coming in and it got very very religious. Yeah. Which yeah. was very odd to me. What was that story? I, I mean, can I, anybody explain <laughs> what that was? I don't know. If out there, if you're listening, if you know what he read um, at the end of the Black and White segment, please call in 424-256-1729. We're apparently a bunch of heathens who don't well, like, know. I, Seriously, I, I, I've recognize... never felt so Jewish in my entire life. I'm like, what is going well, on? I don't know a single Christmas speaking song. Of, speaking of plugging the number, um, why don't we do take a caller? Caller 818, you are on the line. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, what's your name? Where are you from? Hi, I'm from Sherman Oaks, California. Great. Uh, so are you calling and, to talk? Oh, go ahead. Well, no, I was you know, looking on uh, Twitter about Glee, and it said something about you know thoughts on tonight's polarizing episode of Glee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are you thinking about that? Well, what do you mean by polarizing? Oh, well, I just meant that there are people who hate seem to hate it and people who seem to love it. It pushed people to one one side or the other. Okay, well, here's what here's what I think of it. And this happened last year. You know, because I started watching it last year and I really liked it, except for when it came to the so-called holiday episode. Mm. I, I don't understand how when you've got, you know, characters who are Jewish, there's no mention of Hanukkah. Yeah. Right. And we, we all... We, we, we talked about and, that. And 
But, but uh, you know, Glee makes this huge, huge issue out of, you know, promoting diversity. Yes. So where's mm-hmm. the diversity in not mentioning Hanukkah or having the Jewish characters you know what? Hanukkah. I completely agree with you. Uh, and I don't even think it's just because I am Jewish. I think that anybody would look at it this way. It's really nice to have a character or characters on the show who all the time represent being Jewish, uh, talking about their heritage and how it's important to them and raising their kids that way. Rachel's brought up and Puck and everything like that. And for them to not bring it up the entire episode until the very last line. And it was happy really, Hanukkah, it just was thrown really in shooed in. It was, it was really was... shooed in when Rachel says at the very end, happy Hanukkah uh, to pass her by. It didn't make any sense to me. Right. And it seems to be that there's there's always sort of been this thing, and I, caller, I, I agree with you completely, Glee does this a lot. They do preach this sort of thing about inclusiveness and, mm-hmm. and em- embracing diversity, and then they sort of also tend to mock it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And there's no greater example of that than their holiday episodes, which are – they shouldn't be called a holiday episode. They should be called the Christmas episode because there it is, is – yeah, it's a Christmas episode, which is fine, you know, because, I mean, I, I'm pretty old, and I grew up at a time when, no, you know, nothing was ever mentioned about Hanukkah. It was always Christmas. So, I, you know, I wouldn't care. You know, if, if you want to just be Christmas, be Christmas, whatever. But don't have your so-called Jewish characters just so you can show how un-Jewish they can be. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and completely it, conforming. You know, I mean, to me, Glee is nothing but, you know, I mean, their diversity is just like, you have to be the right diver, you know, diversity mm-hmm. or right. the right minority or whatever to fit into their agenda, you know, and which basically becomes, a, you know, very hypocritical. Right. And I agree. And, and, and I think I'd rather just not see Jews on TV because I don't care. You know, it's like because uh, you're not if you're not going to show something authentic, if that if you can't show that. And don't show anything. I, I agree yeah. with you. Yeah, I do. Point. And it, it did feel very cheap to the character of Rachel Berry um, to have her be a character who's always and brought Puck. up the fact. And Puck as well. But Rachel's always sort of brought up mm-hmm. the fact that she's Jewish and always t- spoken about that. But then this, you know, this week, all she cares about is giving Finn a Christmas list. Yeah. And I was like, th- this girl would not do this. Th- yeah. Whoever wrote this doesn't understand this character. And they so easily could have rephrased it and said, these are the eight presents I want for the eight nights of Hanukkah. Exactly. Yeah. It would have been done in a second. I don't understand why they didn't do it like that. It was that. handled very poorly. But speaking to the well, notion of diversity, it was interesting to me also that they were so focused on uh, the people throwing the party were Blaine and Kurt which is obviously a gay couple on the show. Mm -hmm. And then they don't have Finn and Rachel come together, but they do have Brittany and Santana come together. And I just thought it was interesting that they were clearly being very aware of this and wanting to show the couples coming together, but but not paying attention to religion at all and wanting to show diversity there. It was strange to me what they chose to focus on. Oh, and by the way, Kwanzaa's never mentioned ever. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> just, just not it doesn't it doesn't exist not even any characters well thank you for calling caller thank i really you. appreciated your views on the show well thank you and uh, i i appreciate that somebody else notices besides me and they also <laughs> did this last year and apparently the year before so i guess this is just maybe next year mm-hmm. let's vo- let our voice be heard <laughs> thank yeah. you very much thank you thank you okay okay so Thanks. let's go on to talk a little bit about um after they did the show, they end up going to the soup kitchen. Right. Mm-hmm. But before that, they weren't going to go right. if they didn't have time. What do we think about this decision and how it kind of was looked past? And the only people were Sam and Quinn that decided to skip out 
on the fame and the special and they just went straight to the soup kitchen because that's what they felt in their heart. What right. did you guys think about that? They it, it was sort of like a weird mixed message because you it was clearly the intention was we were supposed to sort of not like the fact that the Glee Club didn't do that. And we wanted them to redeem themselves by going. Mm -hmm. But yet we spent a lavish 30 minutes on them doing the wrong thing (laughs) and making that something that was so great. So, I mean, it's just we we seem to always have this sort of criticism about Glee sort of wanting having their wanting their cake and eating it, too. And they have this message, but then they do things that are completely in the opposite of the message that they're trying to present at the same time to where the viewer sort of has a whiplash because then all of a sudden, okay, now they want to go to the soup kitchen immediately after. And that just feels cheap. And it it doesn't feel authentic at all to me and yeah go ahead well um for me yes i I definitely agree with what you're saying but i didn't i i felt some sort of way that they were even presenting it as either or i don't see anything wrong with having your cake and eating it too like why couldn't they do in, in my mind when sue was all upset about well you promised that you would be here i'm just like well they can go the next day in, in, my, in, in my mind, that's what I was thinking. I don't see anything wrong with this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity presenting itself. Why can't they do this TV special? Like, how often are they presented with with a chance to do this? Like, let them do this, be present in it, enjoy this moment that they have, and then come and then take that experience and the joy from it and then share it with the people at the, the soup kitchen the next day but or But they'd later. already committed. They'd already committed. The that's thing. the part that bothers me. It's because... You know, it's like breaking the commitment gonna, for the better thing. Right. You're always going to have something else. There's always going to be something that is sounds more fun than going to a soup kitchen. Right. Let's be honest. You know, we are we busy can, people. And we can always put I, it off till the next day and the next day and the next day, day, and, the next day and, and something else shows up. And then nothing. Eventually, right. it doesn't so that's happen. Just, that's just what bothered what me is that they they canceled the commitment they'd already made because they found something better. I thought instead they should have re- said, well, we have this. We can come at this time. I mean, they're 24 they hours a day, but they didn't do that. Right. And instead they show up. And I was shocked when Sue open arms lets them in. Well, that's that's what I'm. Which is great because that's, that's, that's the, the point of the holiday I'm, I'm, that I'm, should be. She should have open arms. But it did. It did feel like we were supposed to feel like the Glee Club redeemed themselves. Right. By going. And, and I guess that just bothered me because it, it felt too forced because it happened way too fast, I guess, for me. No. Yes, I, I, I definitely agree. And what you're saying is right. They could have just made. They could have said, well, this presented itself, so we're going to do this, and, and we're, we're just going to push our time back and come and arrive at this time. But that's what I'm saying, that you, that you can do both. It doesn't have to be this hard choice where it's just like, do I do what I want to do or do I do I do what I should do? When you can you can do both. Right. Yeah, and, and I do agree. they should have scripted it that way. Yeah. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> they should have been able to figure that out. Right. Uh, and instead, we feel this moral dilemma. And, yeah. And I felt the entire time while I was watching them and we were flashing to Sam and Quinn, I didn't want them to be there and i think that's part of the problem mm-hmm. i had so much with all the black and white scenes because i was like the entire time thinking they shouldn't be there they shouldn't be there mm-hmm. so i already had a negative stigma towards it mm-hmm. you know right mm-hmm. and i just didn't like the way that worked out but okay so finally we do get to the soup kitchen everybody's embracing and uh they seem to all be reading and doing all- what do we think about this scene and how we felt was it uh, cheerful and happy, and we were I mean, ready good. for That's, the holidays. That, that song that they sang um, at the shelter is a great song. It's from the '80s, from this event called Band Aid that was put together, and it was like 25 different, like huge musicians. Um, they wrote this song, and it was called "Do They Know It's Christmas After All." And, and the whole point of Band Aid was to raise money for 
um, people in Africa. I'm not sure the exact um, details of who was being raised, money was being raised for, but it, it had to do something with Africa. Um, and it is a great song, and it's sort of about how these people who are suffering, do they even know that there's this joy going on, and can we bring them this joy? And can right. we, um, so it obviously has um, it has a parallel in them coming to the soup kitchen and sort of bringing some sense of happiness, and that mm-hmm. was great. Um, and I also did read, um, Leah Michelle tweeted that that song is being sold as a single on iTunes starting tonight, yeah. And the proceeds are going to the Band Aid Foundation. So if you like the song that they sang at the Soup Kitchen, or you just want to support, be generous yeah, and be you in can good go spirit. buy the ninety nine cent or dollar twenty nine single, and those proceeds are going towards the foundation that was set up twenty five years ago when this song was written. Great. Um, so I thought that was great. By the way, shout out to Billy for being I was the just biggest about to say that. music expert. <laughs> We're watching things. He and knows I, all the songs. Uh, oh my god, knows all the songs, knows all the history. Didn't have to Google or look up any of that. He's like on it like this. So I don't know what we would do without you on the show. Because you're supposed to be sitting here like, it's a good song. <laughs> I like the music. Oh, that song Every was time. slow. We're just like, what song is that? Billy. <laughs> Before we even get the chance now you notice he goes yes this song is by this person <laughs> and here's a little background story about it i'm like Here, here's the exact year this song yeah. was recorded i'm like i knew that i do know a lot of music <laughs> oh modest <really. laughs> okay. he's so humble <laughs> so all right so we went through the christmas special we went through the soup kitchen and the really only character thing that we see in the episode is between finn and rachel so the whole the whole thing really yeah there's yeah. a little bit with a um a little growing friendship i think between sam and rory which doesn't really excite me because i don't really care about rory but i do think that's something that they're building on that started this week with sam taking rory under his wing which probably has to do with the fact that they want rory to stay on so they want uh, us to start liking him more yeah, or caring about or him or caring about him yeah <laughs> giving him some connection because uh, at this point i just feel bad all the time for him. and i don't <laughs> right. i don't like feeling so bad for a character all the time <laughs> right honestly but, like i don't really feel anything for him and when i saw that the whole him and sam thing i was just like oh well sam's not a serious regular anyway so i just didn't it just didn't really click for me i was just like all right next. you mean chatty mouth <laughs> we can't help it i just look at him every time i see mouth, him every time okay so let's talk about finn and rachel right though. so basically we talked about how rachel gives this christmas list uh or is this real life are a lot of girls like this and all they want are yes. present yes you're giving the <laughs> face just, and you're so giving gross. the hell yeah face it was so gross. There are girls like that. I know it some. So They're gross, my friends. The thing, I am not them. The thing, the only thing for me is though, I feel like with with the character of Rachel Berry, it's like we take one step forward in maturity, and then we take two steps back every mm-hmm. episode. The next episode, it's hard for me to ever trust that she's gonna stay. Right, and improved. it's like every week mm-hmm. she learns the same lesson to not be all about herself, and at some point. You stop caring about that person because you're like, okay, why do I have to keep teaching you this? Like, this should be sinking in for you. Yeah. And it doesn't feel, you know, obviously Glee is not realistic and it's not meant to be in any stretch of the word. Of course. But you do sort of expect some sort of character development to stick rather than every week it's like a clean slate and everyone's the same thing they were before they learned the lesson they learned last week. And that seems sort of like what is consistently happening with Rachel. And we see it again this week. I mean, I feel like... You know, she learned with the whole rigging the election that she's supposed to be more selfless. Mm-hmm. And then here this week, Christmas, which I don't know why she's even celebrating, she is like a materialistic <laughs> diva about it. And I'm yeah. like, after three years, is she still really going to like this? I, I just, I don't know. But I mean, go ahead. Oh, well, when, when you look at Glee, really, how 
how much have has each character really matured? Like, I yeah. feel like they they, they bring him back to the first season. It's literally what I was time. just going to say. I think that's why pe- some people are getting very frustrated with this season because we've seen these people grow and shrink things. and grow right. and yes. shrink. And every time, it, with every single character, it doesn't really seem nothing seems to stick. Mm-mm. It just bounces off of them and bounces off them. And I think people are really starting to get pissed about it. Well, of course, you, I mean, you can only do that for so long. Yeah. And then there's a certain point where you, as a viewer, begin to wonder, is there anything to invest into this anymore? Right. You know, it was so much fun in the first season. It was so mm-hmm. brand new and it was just so great. And in the second season, we all loved it so much that we were willing to sort of deal with the things that were like, okay, why is this still happening? Mm-hmm. But we're like, oh, but I love the show because it was so much fun. I yeah, want it to be exactly. good. But, at, you know, you reach this point in time where the novelty of your your creativity wears off and you have to have something else to back it up. What would we suggest at this point? How could they save this where we're not getting so annoyed with the characters or frustrated? I mean, plain and simple, you have to just maintain your character development. You can't yes. just have a clean slate every week and I think that's what the most frustrating thing is to me and I I hope to a lot of viewers or else I feel like I'm crazy Um, (laughs) but I I think I I probably am but in regards to this I I mean I I really feel like that's a very simple solution and I think it's just sort of like maybe some lazy writing where they just they know that this works so they just do it over and over again sometimes I watch this show and I think genius that plot that writing was genius Mm -hmm. and sometimes I think I'm not a writer, and I could just so much better phrase mm-hmm. that. It's just sometimes it's very there's there's a they forget things <laughs> they, they forget things well, too. Yes, but there's also sort we of like there's a there's a, a formula for each for episode. And it's like a blueprint. There's a you know what a Glee episode is going to be like, and they just plug people into the pieces, and that's sort of I feel like sometimes how a script is written on this show. Yeah, which I think can be frustrating. Um, I know for me, the letdown is starting to come from the fact that when they began this season, I felt like they set it up for everyone to have a storyline and to have some type of arc. And now that we've, we've reached mid-season, it doesn't seem like that's the case anymore. And, and they, they set it up for growth, but then no one grows. Yeah, I mean, on that note, and this is a little bit of a side note, but I, I was just pissed. Where the hell was Santana this episode? Where was she? We, we've been building her up and building her up. And from what I hear, everybody loves her. Everyone. So where was her huge solo this episode? And they kicked it off with Mercedes singing. So obviously they kept her in the loop. And then it's just right. Like, and what's where actually Santana right, goes. as I said earlier um, in the hour, they it, on the full length CD, Santana does an amazing version of Santa Baby that mm. should have been in this show. That would have been so cute. Wh- why not? <laughs> that would have been so cute. Were they were they pissed at her that day? So I don't they're know. Like, I could have written her in this. I could have done without Blue Christmas or River and yes. had Santa Baby in by Santana right. in the but show. Getting back to what we were saying before about the lack of character development and and things sticking to them, I was. It's the lack of relationship development and mm-hmm. chemistry. Rachel and Finn have been together for a really long time, on and off and on and off, but I don't understand why they don't seem to ever get to the point where they want to end things with the other person because they're not actually changing. Mm. And instead of saying, Rachel, you're being unreasonable, Finn says... Finn just sort of does what she wants. Finn's like, not only did I get her a pig, and then I got her a star, <laughs> and then, and I, then I bought her the earrings. That I can't afford. That, that I can't I afford. sell my jacket for. And yes, they did sell the earrings, and yes, they sold the iPad, and they... But next Christmas, they'll do it all over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then they'll sell it all over again. And then they'll do it... All... It's like, really? And I, I want to believe that they've changed. And I sit here and I'm like, yes, good job. You sold your gifts and you get the meaning of Christmas. But do you? Right. 
And I just feel like. By the way, speaking of Christmas, real quick, uh, we did get a tweet from our new fan, Daryl. Shout out to Daryl. And he said, uh, Rachel actually said Happy Hanukkah. Yeah, she did. Yeah, at the very end. It was was shoehorned in at the. The credits were rolling. It was fading to black. (laughs) It was fading to black, and people were walking by, and somebody else said, Merry Christmas. And and she she said, said, Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah." Hanukkah. (laughs) And then the show ended. Thrown in there. It was like. Oh shit! We forgot to add that into the episode. Let's pe- go there's back. There's this other religion that people celebrate, and, and all you really heard was just the voice. Like you didn't see her say it. It just it was yeah. just thrown in there. It was. Yeah. It was just. I mean, yes, they did it. They obviously someone realized at some point. Oh, we need to include that. But it <laughs> was so are, right there. You are correct, Daryl. But I think we need too a little, little more. Too little, too late. Too little, too late. Exactly. Yeah. But you know what? I think that pretty much covers the episode. Yeah. And we can cut to commercial and come back for news and gossip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. After Buzz TV. Hi. You know I'm into I was that. once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag coworkers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzz TV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds. Like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after-shows. From Boardwalk Empire, to American Idol, to Vampire Diaries, to Real Housewives, and more. Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV aftershows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? Ooh la la. And now for some news and gossip. I forgot how smooth that was. <laughs> booth over there, news and gossip, Yeah. Well, f- I figured Sound I'd effect. do it to uh, Last Christmas from last year. That's oh. my news and gossip song. One of my favorite Christmas oh. songs. Um, Christmas anyway, song uh, song? <laughs> as you guys can hear, I'm not DJ Jesse. And uh, unfortunately, my uh, my associate in the booth, you guys don't know, Adam Sudman, does not want to read the news, so I will read it <laughs> as read by a fifth grader. <laughs> That's good. I stutter all the time, too. <laughs> so, Cord Overstreet's first solo single, Beautiful Girl, has been leaked. After leaving Glee last summer, Overstreet went straight to the studio to start working on his acoustic pop debut album, which fans can expect sometime in 2012. Mm. Quote, I got a lot of great stuff done, and I'm really excited about how the finished album is going to sound, Overstreet said. I think I'll be ready to release the album around next year. Uh, end of quote. Overstreet, who is currently unsigned, comes from a pretty talented family. His father is a country singer-songwriter, Paul Overstreet, and his older brother, Nash Overstreet, is currently the lead guitarist in pop rock band Hot... Hot Shell Ray? There you go. <laughs> I didn't what? know that. Uh, perhaps he's sending a message to girlfriend Emma Roberts. The Glee star recently opened up to Ryan Seacrest, admitting that things between him and Emma are great. Everything's going good right now. We have a blast together. Oh, good for them. All uh, right. I will buy his album. I might. I will listen to I'll it. I'll do it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like, yes, it. I can't wait. I'm like, right. I'll buy it. I'll listen to it. I'll give it a listen. Hopefully it's better than Mark Sailings. <laughs> Sorry, Mark. I, don't, don't say anything too mean, because I, I hear we might be getting him in in, in the following yeah. weeks to come. So. Oh. What? That's exciting, yeah? Yeah. 
I feel bad now. <laughs> All right, second news I am. Diana Agron may be singing the blues over her love life. The actress has called it quits with Captain America, the first Avenger star, Sebastian Stan, after seven months together. The couple began dating in May, just months after Agron split with her I Am Number 4 co-star Alex Pettifer. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I gotta learn you're these good, You're good, you're <laughs> good. Uh, ironically, the reason for their breakup is similar to why Agron and Stan went their separate ways. Uh, while a source told E that uh, Pettifer was a uh, little controlling in the relationship, Agron turned out to be super jealous of any woman who appeared too close to Stan. According to U.S. Quote, she was always worried that he was cheating on her while he was filming, the source told the mag, but he never would. If history repeats itself, Agron is sure to bounce back with another just as hot boo in her arms in no time. Hopefully, Phil Svitek. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, two times. Uh, That's like the death of any relationship is when the girl starts being crazy jealous. I'm not shocked. Pretty much. Especially yeah. if you are celebrities with celebrities, it's always like. Yeah. From what I heard, though, her relationship with Ox Pettifer was terrible. I, yeah. He's apparently a monster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not a nice dude. I don't. I don't. Steer hear great clear, things. ladies. Be nice. He's coming in to talk to us. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I don't like is coming. <laughs> All right. Well, Will Schuster has been on the back burner of the majority of the season, and we miss uh-huh. him. <laughs> so, we will get some more Sweater Vest Schuster soon? Oh, that's yes. question. Question mark. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, you are, Morrison says happily. When we come back from the break after the holidays, it's going to be a lot of will and a lot of really g- great storylines. It's already out there that the next episode is called Proposal. And there's going to be a proposal in a way you've never seen or could have imagined in your life. Morrison also has other ideas for Will and Emma storylines. Emma and Will are living together, and I just feel like there's so much that could be done at home, he says. He's still a virgin. What? Really? Huh? <laughs> what? So no. I think that... She, that, she is. Oh, she's a virgin. On the show. <laughs> on the show, she's still a virgin. So I think that would be a nice thing to do. After Buzz exclusive, they're both yes. still virgins. <laughs> There you go. Um, I think that After Buzz TV exclusive. Um, and then he went, goes on to say, this is the dirtiest interview ever. Uh, okay. Yeah. Dirty. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. I think we're dirtier. No. But yeah, um, I'm, what do we think about storyline design? I, I like Emma and we never get to see Emma. Her OCD is, has, is a great comic relief a lot. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I, I wish, though, that that wasn't the only reason we saw her, to make true. fun of someone's like debilitating disorder. That's totally I also, true. I also love the quirky little thing she says. Like I still remember from day, from day one of season three when she handed... Um, what's her name? Yes, this, me and my... Oh. Hag... What was it? Oh, yeah, we, yes. yes. Me and my me and my best hag. No, me and my best gay. What was it yeah, called? Something, something, something like, something like that. that. And yeah. I was just like, I love it. Like yeah. she's so innocent, yeah. trying to be helpful. But even like we're out of the picture we have up of her right now. It's so her. It's like, ooh. Yeah. Right. She's adorable. Yeah, she's today. great. Uh, and I love Will Schuster. Seeing him more, we get to see him more because obviously he's more involved with the kids. But more storylines, more yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the stars of Glee have rallied around producer Ryan Murphy after rumors emerged of a riff. An article in U.S. Weekly reported that the show's creator and executive producer had clashed with a number of cast members on the hit uh, Sky One show. But uh, uh, Naya Rivera, I know her better as Santana. 
I'm just going to call her that, uh, took to Twitter to refute the claims. She wrote, I think that the malicious things being written about Ryan Murphy are so sad and false. I'm proud to work for such a talented man. Leah Michelle retweeted Naya's message and also wrote about her day on set saying, Morning, just got to work. We're doing something very exciting over here at Hashtag Glee today. Yeah, I know that Chris Colfer also uh, took Ryan Murphy's back and every single character did, so... Uh, actor did so that's a good sign clearly mm-hmm. if, clearly if the people you're working with like you there's no rift and yeah. somebody's just ca- trying to cause drama there yeah moving on <laughs> moving on uh now that miss triple threat leah michelle has kicked off her movie career with the box office champ how much longer will be seeing her on glee uh, leah recently spoke about the about what she knows about the future of ryan murphy's showstopper and what rumbling she's heard about getting her own spinoff Mm-hmm. Or shooting the show in New York. Quote, I think that would be a, an incredible idea, so we'll just have to see what happens. I definitely think everyone is looking into all different options, so I think it will be something really exciting. I can't say what it will be, but I think it will be something really fun. I know me and Corey uh, Monteith and Chris Colfer and uh, Nyan Rivera are graduating, Amber Riley too. We love our job, love this show, and we really would be happy to be in whatever form it would be. So we'll see what happens. But I'm a New Yorker, so if Rachel Berry gets gets to hit up New York City, I'm going to be the happiest girl <laughs> in the whole world. End of quote. Regardless of whether a spinoff happens or not, Leah emphasized how incredible how incredible keen she is on shooting in New York City. Uh, when she when we when we did our episode of Glee in New York City, for whatever reason, it felt like these kids were supposed to be there. Rachel and Kurt specifically. So I. Definitely think that there is life, but there, but you never know. I think it's great always when actors come out and say how much they love what they do and how much they want to keep doing it yeah. instead of becoming bigger celebrities and being like, that was fun, but now I'm on to my next new adventure. Mm-hmm. So right. I give her props for that for sure. Yeah, and there's been, I mean, there's been this talk since the summer um, back and forth about this proposed spinoff for Rachel and Kurt moving to New York and following them. And I, I mean, I don't know that that's really up to anybody but Fox. Uh, ultimately, um, whether they want another show to um, accompany Glee. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I, I do think, though, that if all of the graduating characters were to somehow wind up in New York, that that would be completely unbelievable. Yeah. And really close. <laughs> I think we are going to have to say we goodbye could, to some of them. They but, could come and, and guest star. Exactly. But, right. yeah. but if they all were just randomly at the same school in New York, they'd be like Saved by the Bell the college years, and I would tune out. <laughs> After buzz out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you do when you do spinoffs, you don't want to take, you know, the entire group. You want to have them kind of go back and forth. And Yeah, but I've like, got to say, there's pretty bad. I've got a solution. Record. You just have them, uh, you just have them stay at, at their hometown and teach in the high school. Oh, mm-hmm. we want bigger and better yeah, things. We want, no, we want, we want them to grow. <laughs> Not saying grow. Lima, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> No, that was a bad solution. <laughs> bad solution. I didn't say it was a good know? solution. I just said it was a solution. It was a you solution. Don't like that solution. Okay. All right. Uh huh. <laughs> like moving on from that one. <laughs> Is that, are we out? Is that it? I guess so. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Okay, so. Just in the preview alone, we see a few things. I'm going to list them out, and then we can go back and talk about them. Because okay. I had okay. to write them down. Because we're so we see Sam getting slush, mm-hmm. slushy. 
Uh, we see that Will's going to propose, and he mm-hmm. tells all of his students about it before he tells Emma clearly. Mm-hmm. We see Finn um, wanting to be recruited by the Army or talking mm-hmm. to an Army recruiter. We see Becky hitting on Artie mm-hmm. and yes. saying they're going to get it on. And we see that Sam has joined the synchronized swimming team. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Let's break it down in that order. Sam getting slushied. How long has it been since somebody got slushied? Uh, I think since like the I think they it happened in the um, beginning. The, yes. Yeah, the season premiere. Uh, are we wanting this to be? Is the Glee Club ever going to be cool? No. Mm-mm. And we like it that way. No, but I don't. No. <laughs> I just don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah. Which is here's the thing that's so weird is for this school that is like so weird and hates the arts. They have this most magnificent theater I've ever <laughs> seen at a high yes, school oh my in God. my entire life. That's so crazy. the uh, yeah. decorations Jealous. and props galore. Uh, yeah. Just tonight for that, Rachel's one number yes. is like covered in beautiful props. It was amazing. Okay, uh, about the proposal. So, is it a smart idea to tell all your students before you propose to the woman you're going to propose? If he's going to use propose? them in a flash mob. Yes. <laughs> and that's what should happen. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Although, I mean, it wouldn't be like too original if, if we had the interview. With Matt about how it's going to be a proposal we've never seen. I mean, that's been done that's true. a lot, so I don't know, but I... And Fox does have that new show, Mobbed. Yeah. That kind of does that. Does that. That, that is true. <laughs> so, but he could use them for something. Something. Some yeah. yeah. Okay, what about uh, Finn going to the Army? I'm not surprised. Is the Army going to be in New York so he can join <laughs> that spinoff? <laughs> like, is that where this is going? I'm not surprised that that is, like, an option that w- would be presented to a person like Finn, who mm-hmm. clearly doesn't know where he can go. He's not that great of a student. He doesn't really have any extracurriculars that he's good at. Um, so I feel like a character like that would look at the Army. So I'm not surprised that that's where they're going. The Army yeah, makes heavily recruits in high school. Yes. But yeah. I don't know about cross-country, but in my high school, they come in all the time and talk to people. So, yeah, I think it was my smart team. of them to bring it into the show. Uh, okay, talking about Becky hitting on Artie. That- <laughs> Weird. Weird. Uh, Random. <laughs> Could this end up being really mean? And I, I hope not. I really hope something doesn't happen. I don't know yeah. if I like this. They need to like tread careful ground with that. How yeah. it, And the way that Artie deals with it's it. Very and touchy situation. Whether they make fun of her, I don't know that I'd like that too much. And and is this her own doing? Is Sue put her up to this? Like, yeah. I, it seems... I don't know. Where did Becky come from with this? Speaking of Sue, in my daily life, I have started saying, and that's how Sue sees it. And people <laughs> look stuff. Some people go, ah, and some people go, what? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? That's an excellent moment. I <laughs> okay. love it. So, and now we've got the synchronized swimming team. Finn clearly thinks it's not a good idea. Sam wants to join or did right. join. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think about that? I think this is funny. And what's weird, Diana Agron tweeted today a picture of her and um, and Blaine, Darren Chris, in bathing suits. Um Ooh, so looking sexy. I, so I don't know. You know, you know like, my Darren. Oh. I know. Yes. So I feel like the that's tied into knows. it. I feel like that's tied into it somehow. But she did tweet that picture. They were on set in bathing suits and like old fashioned bathing suits. But speaking though. of which, oh, yes. uh, what's going on with any of those girls? Um, Santana, Quinn, Mercedes. Any storyline? Do we see? We don't see predictions with them. Any of those girls? Well, Brittany. I, f- I feel like they've got to pick up more Tina. on, uh, on, yeah, on Brittany. Tina. B- poor Tina. But <laughs> the the whole, I'm sorry, not Brittany, the whole Mercedes and Sam thing, there has to be some sort of continuation of that. Because we saw this week in her opening song, she did like put the tinsel around his neck. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's going to be 
whether she leaves her boyfriend or whether she cheats on her boyfriend, there's going to be something with her reuniting. Will we ever see her boyfriend ever again? Because he hasn't been in the last few episodes either. I know. There's just so many characters on the show that it's like impossible. So hard to bring them all in. Well, that's because her boyfriend was just very random. Like, where did he come from? Right. Any other predictions with Sue? Sue, Sue will always be the same. I don't. (laughs) <laughs> and just quickly to mention, I forgot that I really appreciated that she talked about her sister again and the loss yes. of her sister during this because it hasn't been mentioned and is important during the holiday times. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly hard, especially if you've recently lost somebody within the last year. So I was glad that they brought that up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it, I actually, the way that Sue was in this episode is sort of the way that I wish Sue is in all episodes. Like I'm sort of over Sue being completely intent on destroying the Glee Club. Like yeah. I feel yes. like we've had two and a half years of this. Like this character is, growth. This is dead. Like find a new villain, find some something else to focus the show on, rather than Sue just trying to find any way. She, it's like watching car- Wiley Coyote cartoons. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just happening. For Have no you reason. said that before, or did somebody else say that to I me the other day? I don't know that I've ever said some, that. Before. Okay, well, somebody <laughs> said that to me the other day about Glee. That's like crazy. <laughs> great. That's weird. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> so because I, I I think that Sue can grow and still be Sue and still make her little right. Side now she was today, she was does, funny. You know? She was sarcastic today, but mm-hmm. she also was very. Um, well-intended. She wasn't trying to do anything rude or over-the-top ridiculous, but she still has the the, the ability to be sarcastic. I mean, I feel like Glee doesn't understand that people can be sarcastic and not also be assholes. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Like, the only way to be sarcastic... (laughs) The only way to be sarcastic on the show is to be a villain. I'm gonna laugh every time. Yeah. Like, humor only comes from people being mean, which I think is kind of a weird message that the show puts out there yeah i'm I'm really nervous about this already becky thing actually thinking about that and people being mean instead of i don't know yeah Mm. i'm nervous but i am too i think those are all the predictions that i have any predictions on other i think we covered it we're just i want another santa not until 2012 i know oh goodbye glee 2011 i know and Welcome Glee 2012. Please be yes, better yes. than the Glee of yours. Not That's that what we I don't predict. love That's you guys. Not that we don't love Glee still. Clarifying for all of our right. iTunes fans <laughs> that think that we are Glee haters. We are Glee lovers. We want them to excel. Yes. Right. Happy holidays. Yes. Happy and holidays. We'll see you next year. Enjoy. From producers Kevin Undergaro and Phil Svitek, engineer DJ Jesse Janity, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. If you have questions or comments, be sure to buzz us at info at AfterBuzzTV.com. And you can find us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter by searching for AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 